amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey. Hey, guys and gals. This is Jesse, Kyle, and Ryan. Just uh, back in again, and we're getting things situated here tonight. Just want to let y'all know that we are here tonight for y'all, and uh, we're ready to get this episode started. So first and foremost, we are ready. Uh, you can find us on JK Podcast on Blog Talk Radio at uh, JK Podcast 101 on Twitter. You can also find us at JK Podcast 101 on Facebook, and then you can also find us on iTunes. You just type in the search bar JK Podcast. You can download us for free there. And then, of course, the good old-fashioned Blog Talk Radio button. Click on it. Ready to go. And we'll be getting you what you need, the subscription, that download, the instant listen, the urgent field to one listen. But first and foremost, guys, welcome back to the JK Podcast. This is Jesse, and this is... And this is Kyle. And then we also have our main man. All right. All right. All right. So we got a great show lined up for you, but first and foremost, thank you, Ryan, for joining us on JK Podcast. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. It's, it was a, it was fun, and it's going to be fun again. I'm ready for it. Awesome, awesome. Um, and, of course, Kyle, welcome back. I know we missed you, man, and we're happy to have you back, and uh, hopefully everything's good with the family. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. It's, it's definitely good to be back on the show. It's, uh, you know, good to be home and um, getting everything, you know, lined back up and being back on the show is awesome as always. Awesome, awesome. Well, we have a great show planned out for you guys and gals. But first and foremost, we want to do a little quick shout-out to our main man, Matt Bankston, the creator of Cathedral Ring. Yeah. Uh, letting us have some awesome, awesome music to play tonight. Uh, we have, like, a quick little snip to play for you in just a minute. Uh, we have a great show lined up with our main man, guest hosting, uh, guest hosting Ryan Currickar. And I hope I said the last name right. Did I say it right, Ryan? Close, but it's all good. It's a weird name. Okay, say it for us. Kerr Carr. Forget the second Kerr U. Carr. I don't know why my uh, my forefathers couldn't just forget that second U, but that's the case. You just forget it. <laughs> well, you know, it's the A for effort, right? Well, you know, I'm a Kerr Carr, so B for the best. <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, of course, uh, we just mentioned Matt Bankston, uh, the creator of Cathedral Ring. He's got an awesome album out that recently just dropped. Um, you can find it on iTunes. You just type in Cathedral Ring and uh, look it up. It's a great album. It's instrumental, um, and uh, it's all uh, – basically instrumental means just no words, just all uh, all music. He wrote this, the actual uh, songs itself and then even found uh, – some studio work to go with it as well. So it's actually pretty well done. Um, I'm trying to see here. It's called, uh, let's see, A Decade Alone in the Alps is the name of the title of the album by Cathedral Ring, and we're about to play that quick little snippet that he's also going to let us uh, sample off of and use 
for our intro to the podcast. So we'll take a couple seconds here and let it play, and then we'll come back live. So hold on one second, guys. JK Podcast new intro that is featured by Cathedral Ring from Matt Bankston, and we appreciate a shout-out to him. Right, Kyle? Yeah, definitely, man. Thanks, Matt, being on the show. Uh, thank you for uh, letting us sample that and push your music out there. It's really cool to have someone that's in the area that we know that is doing um, music, that's composing to itself. I know how hard that work is, uh, being in music myself, uh, being able to read music and, and that kind of thing, and going from middle school and high school, you know, on uh, being in the band. So it takes a lot. Absolutely. Well, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, it's got a pretty cool sound to it. It's like a new age, uh, almost like an alternative. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But first and foremost, I guess before we get in, uh, all in depth into the podcast, um, you know, Ryan, what have you been up to, man? I know it's been a while since I've seen you. I know you called in on our last podcast. And it was awesome hearing from you. What are you up to nowadays in the life of Ryan Kirkar? Well, you know me, man. I, I game and I work. I've been uh, been uh, slaving over some World of Warcraft Legion, um, getting caught in my backlog since there's not a whole lot out right now, you know. So I've, I was playing uh, Battlefield 1, which I didn't get to over the holidays, and uh, um, Call of Duty, and I'm replaying the Mass Effects, getting ready for Andromeda. Um, oh, yeah. So, That's my man, um, right there. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I know you are too, Jesse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, it's like, actually, I, I love Mass Effect. Oh, yeah, Ryan's like the biggest, it's got the biggest heart on for Mass Effect ever. Oh. <laughs> but, um, you have Ryan to come up with a whole other word, man. Hard on doesn't even explain it. I know, right? You have to go to the hospital for words like that. 
Battlestar Galactica are my two favorite shows of all time. So, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love okay, BSG. If you were a, uh, well, if you were on a date show, Kyle would have picked you as number one. <laughs> yeah, <that's it>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, guys, I know we got a great show lined up tonight. We're going to be talking a lot about Westworld tonight. Yeah. Um, one of uh, my new favorite shows, and Kyle, and, and recently. And might as well. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones, some upcoming stuff. So, Kyle, it might be a little bit of a spoiler for you, but it's getting too big and too hot and too heavy to handle. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Ryan's going to help us out a little bit there in the filler. Um, and then, uh, of course, we have an on-the-fly segment. And uh, I know Ryan has prepared a little bit for that as well. And, uh, of course, we have. have our guest. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, we have our guest, uh, John Grimes, coming on live on the show here. In the next 10 minutes, uh, he does hair uh, with the entertainment industry, and uh, he's ready to chime in. He's going to be calling in remote from Nashville, Tennessee, I believe. We'll check in with him just to make sure and uh, make sure we get this podcast rolling. So I know Kyle had a lot of personal things going on, but what else did you do this weekend, man? Yeah, we um, got to, you know, go back home. We got to... Uh, uh, get some things, you know, together for uh, actually for our wedding. You know, it's coming up in uh, April. Yeah. So you know, and uh, you know, Jesse, you're going to be in it as well. He's one of my one of my guys. It's going to be in there. Um, and then I'll be the stripper. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Damn it! I thought that was my well, job. Well, what you don't? Yeah. You can come in. You can come in on that, Ryan. Yeah. Well, what, they don't, <laughs> what people don't know is like when Jesse would actually strip. He would actually have his Batman suit ready. That's true. Uh, my my name used to be Black Lavender until it became Dark Knight Black Lavender. Yeah, and also uh, we got to catch up on some Westworld. I'm right there, right there in the middle of season the not the only season, but episode ten. Um, that leading point, and we'll get more into that, I'm sure. And I know Ryan, you're. Uh, have you seen Westworld? No, not yet. I I just recently got um, HBO Go, um, so I am you know getting through my world my uh, my uh, Game of Thrones right now, um, and a bunch of like classic old movies. Like I just watched Barbed Wire on there uh, earlier today with my wife for the first time. Nice. I had to introduce her to that. So that's cool. Did uh, your wife have to get on to you about uh, the pen and uh, the sticky notes again? <laughs> yeah. Um, She's mad. I used, like, four of them to write down my questions for later on, and uh, she's really mad because <laughs> I messed up her whole rhythm. Well, tell her that we'll get her a new uh, kitty detailer. Yeah, I think that's what it was, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just told her I was going to buy her a whole new cat, so. There you go. That works. Well, you know, those are free in most places, so you may have made off of that one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There you go. Well, from everything from sticky notes to pens and to a whole bunch of topics, um, Westworld is one that is, like, starting to pop at the seams. Uh, apparently, HBO has uh, announced that it is its most taken-on show and the most 
debut show for a season one uh, HBO hit in the history of Homebox uh, Homebox Office. So oh wow, it's pretty uh, pretty big. Of course, that's pretty big. Uh, of course, we also get to see Anthony Hopkins yet again. Um, that's awesome. Yes. And of course, Game of Thrones added on. I don't know if Ryan, if you heard about this, you probably have. Uh, I think it's the lead or one of the the, the uh, band members from Thirty Seconds to Mars has actually joined the cast uh-huh. of Game of Thrones in efforts to recreate the Mad King. I don't know if that if it's oh. Thirty Seconds to Mars or not, but uh, I believe that's what I read online. Yeah, maybe he's a lead singer and actor. Um, he's talented. You know, you've seen him in Requiem for a Dream, Mr. Jared Leto. Yep, yep. He was also the Joker in the recent film of. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't think it was Jared Leto. Oh, it's not. I don't think it was Jared Leto. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But um, maybe I, his brother. I think it was his brother. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, we're checking into that right now. But uh, let's see here, Ryan. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm gonna look at the premiere date too because I know that a lot of people are actually excited about that. And uh, it's something that that uh, a lot of people are looking forward to. So they're saying that the original uh, seventh season was supposed to air on the 21st of April, I believe. But it's actually uh, been pushed. Of course, we all know. We all hate that because apparently winter did come there. Right. Yeah, that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, while I'm looking it up there, uh, Ryan, how's it going up there in South Carolina? Has it been, like, hot today? Yeah, South Carolina is like in this crazy part of the world where it can't decide whether or not to, whether or not it wants to be summer or winter. Uh, today it was like 75 and bright and sunny, and yesterday it was like 42 and cold and wet and rainy. I just it it's like we're in the phantom zone here. Oh wow! Well, apparently uh, it's showing that June 25th is the premiere date for season seven. Is what it's going to be on and. They're hiding this character, so maybe HBO is kind of keeping it under wraps right now. But I remember reading about it. It is a member from 30 Seconds to Mars, and it is going to be the character of the Mad King. And apparently he's already been on his IG account on Instagram uh, getting pictures sent out, getting the fans excited about um, you know him becoming the Mad King. So I'll do some detailed research and see if I can find something later on. But it is being filmed in Belfast, so we'll definitely get to see – what's going on there. Um, so here in the next five minutes, we're going to have John Grimes come on the show, but Ryan, give a little bit of a, a backstory of uh, where, you know, where yeah. you come from in pop culture. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I'm, I'm a big geek gamer. I, uh, I work with, uh, with Jesse at GameStop, you know, so um, was born and raised in Chicago, moved down to Chicago starting high school. And, uh, you know, that's, I've been in Atlanta ever since I uh, moved up here cause my wife got a promotion, you know, happy wife, happy life. But, uh, you know, I was, I was always the star Wars nerd growing up, you know, and I, I mean, I have other, you know, things that I love, but star Wars was always it. I mean, I remember the first time I went in, yeah. uh, to the theater when the special editions launched. Um, nice. And I just fell in love with the story. I mean, I can remember the first, I saw those movies like 13 times and, you know, that's all I wanted to do when they came out was go and see those movies. Uh, my grandparents got tired and they actually, I think they regret taking me to be honest. Cause after I saw it the first time I was, that was sold. I was done. That's all I wanted to do. Um, you know, and then, you know, John Williams branches into everything. So, you know, Jurassic park and, uh, yeah, that's you know great. the plethora of movies that he was a uh, part of, and uh, you know I was a big Mario kid, 
when I was a kid too. So I mean, I must have played Super Mario oh, yeah. Bros. One about eighteen times. Um, hey, that's right. So and that's you know video games and and pop culture. It's you know been my bag. You know it's my bag, baby. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and would you, you know, say, uh, people, Ryan, that you know, have you seen like this transition with you talking about all this together? It kind of hit me and asked this question. Um, it makes it kind of cool that pop culture has also kind of turned toward like a video game slash like kind of graphed together with movies like Game of Thrones and, and even Breaking Bad some, you know, uh, with all this kind of together. What's your take on that? Do you like it or, or hate what? it? No, I mean, the, the more the more genres you can garner into this quote-unquote pop culture, the better it is. I mean, that's right. the beauty of, of pop culture is that it's, it encompasses everything. Things from Breaking Bad, which has no – you know, supernatural, it's a down-to-earth story about a guy down on his luck, to things like Daredevil and Arrow. I mean, it, it's all-encompassing. Right. You know, you can, you can have Game of Thrones and Westworld and feel like those are part of the same genre. When when you think about it, they're not. They're literally the, the opposite sides of the spectrum. So, yeah, no, right. I mean, that, that is a beautiful thing about it, and I definitely think that's why pop culture is, you know, moving towards the geek spectrum because it's all encompassing. Absolutely. And then on top of that too, uh, I was just looking at some Game of Thrones pop culture news and basically they're having some awesome turnaround. Um, looks like Connor McGregor is going to be on the show and uh, he's going to be in there some which way or the other. Um, still not finding that band member, but I know he's in the show, but George R. R. Martin <laughs> with some big, exciting news. Um, he's actually going to be releasing the Winds of Winter this fall, his newest book for Game of Thrones. We'll see. I know, right? I'm hoping that it's not a push-off, but I think he's going to try and ride the waves of the final season of Game of Thrones and the fact that we'll have a little bit of a hangover and be itching for some newest news. And uh, actually, Kyle, I think you found something. Yeah, um, it's, it says right here that um, – uh, did Game of Thrones uh, Season 7 cast a huge uh, new character? And yes, they did. Um, found a rumor swirling regarding new cast members. Devin Oliver, uh, singer for the band I See Stars, recently posted a very interesting photo. So we're going to see who is actually going to be uh, in this new season and this new character. So there you go. Um, and also uh, a little like tie-in, you know how we were just talking about how crazy it is with pop culture. Uh, Ren, I think you'll agree with this too. It's crazy, but um, I'm like a big music buff as well. So uh, I remember a while back, it's going to sound funny, like this I See Stars is kind of a punk, like edgy, hard, like kind of a bebop kind of feel uh, rock to uh, they incorporated a song with uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, believe it or not, in the studio. And it actually sounds really good. But they, they didn't even really do any uh, monotone stuff as well. So it was kind of cool to see a collab like that. Kind of reminded me of uh, Jay-Z and uh, Linkin Park coming together kind of thing. Cool. Absolutely. You know, something else, too, um, is that we actually, when Kyle came over, he got to hear me educating my daughter a little bit. Uh, and that was a little bit of some Biggie Smalls. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. She has to learn about some Biggie Smalls. We miss you. We love you, uh, Biggie. And uh, you too, Marco Clark. And I know you got his back yeah. up there for real this time. 
<laughs> so, all right, without further ado, we have our guest uh, now logged on, and he is ready to go. His name is John Grimes. Mr. Grimes, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Doing great, doing great. It's awesome to have you on the show, finally. I know we've been talking about doing it for a while, and I know our kids have been hectic, so thank you, thank you for joining us and our listeners tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Beautiful day here in Nashville today. I know, I miss it. Very beautiful awesome. there. Always Yeah, sunny, so thanks for, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, my. You, you need to start. Um, what do you want to know? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we up. know that you're Set in the hair up. industry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we know you're in the hair <laughs> industry. Uh, when did you get started, and what drove you to become a hairstylist? So, um, try to make a long story short, um, I think I was about 10 years old, and uh, my grandmother showed up at our annual Christmas Eve, you know, we'd go to church and then, you know, have a family or we'd have a family gathering. And, um, my, my grandmother came in looking dead. <laughs> uh, my, uh, so apparently her hairstylist had, had died and it appeared that, um, my aunt was, was going to take over, you know, the hair and the makeup and all that stuff. And my grandmother, uh, showed up with, uh, I don't know, like she looked, she looked so pale and her hair was, had, and that colored it, and uh, I was just like, we, we've got to have an intervention. <laughs> so um, anyway, my uh, grandmother was great to <laughs> let me experiment on her um, at 10 years old. So um, so anyway, so the next time I spent the night with my um, grandmother, and she wasn't really good at those type of things. Uh, she she worked on, the, you know, they, she had a family farm, and, um, you know, like the last thing she uh took time for was herself but she did like to look nice when she left the farm or went to an outing so um anyway so the next time i spent the night with my grandma i said well i want to see everything you've got you know so i think she owned a curling iron and some some combs and some really old makeup from like the 1920s um 30s probably um (laughs) yeah and let me tell you uh makeup back then a little went a long way (laughs) Um, some of that makeup, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I don't know what the dyes, the dyes were back then, but they were so concentrated, so you could turn somebody into a clown really, really quick. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so she, she had some adjectives for some of the looks that I gave her, but, um, anyway, uh, she, um, so seriously though, um, after I gave her the first makeover, and I was actually I was also into photography at the time, so I loved uh, you know pictures and and taking like before and afters and transformations. But um, I, I you know, John, so, that's, like, that's I, good to have. That's good to have even at the age of ten. I didn't really mean to interrupt, but but yeah, that's, yeah. that's really awesome to be into that at that age to to really you know experiment with different things. A lot of people don't really do that a lot of times, so that's showing some talent. You know, it's uh, really neat to see you actually strive for that. So, but that, I think my natural instinct that. was always. Thank you. My natural instinct was always to fix things or put things together. You know, whether they were, you know, toys or, um, you know, uh, Legos or you know, model cars. So, I guess I was sort of putting my grandmother like back together. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I did her hair. <laughs> so I did, so I, so I, the first time I did her hair, um, I swear, no lie, like um, family stopped by saw, and saw what I had done, and and autom- it was like from then on I had a a permanent um, job. Like um, my right. uh, grandmother, my aunt, um, they they would ask me to the night with them before they, you know, if they had something to attend or, you know, a wedding or a party. And, um, yeah, so starting at around 10 years old, like, I was by appointment, <laughs> which is sounds funny, but I have, pic- I have pictures to prove it. <laughs> That's cool. So, so when you look at people, uh, when you look at people, do you kind of judge them based on what they could look like, you know, while you're in a conversation with them or when you see someone? You know, I I tend to uh like I keep my work at work. Um I remembered when I was young younger, you know, trying to build a client base, you know, you go out to a bar or a restaurant and you know, you inter- you know, you get introduced to people and the first thing they ask you is what you do and literally, you know, you get a bunch of a handful of girls around, you could spend your whole night, you know, uh giving um consultations. So uh, right, right. I kind of learned quickly to just, I don't know, like I'll, I'll even make up stuff. I'll just say, uh, oh, I do, um, I'm on, I work for myself or I do, you know, maybe creative something, you know, I don't, I don't always put it out there because um, when I'm doing it, I'm really, I'm really into it. And, uh, and I think mm-hmm. like anything creative, you got to take a little break from it and walk away from it. Kind of like when, you, you know, if you were a painter right, or right. You know, you just need that. You need that right. break, just so that when you Archives. are creative, you're you're at your fullest, you know, place. So um, absolutely. And I thought, I just don't really think about it. I I, I just, I don't. Um, you know, um, I don't know why, but I don't. So I guess it'd be like a yeah. doctor if they were out to dinner and they, and they looked around the room and think, I wonder how what this person's blood pressure is, or what wonder if they started eating it. All right. Well, I, I could really know. that tummy really well if I just had my my kid with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we know that you work in, in the entertainment industry um, and that you have made a lot of, you know, uh, I guess, connections through that way. Um, some of the people that you work with that we know that we spoke about and we know are, are some pretty big names in the industry, and we spoke a little bit about that earlier uh, prepping for the show, you work with Reese Witherspoon uh, and do and and doing her hair as well. And you mentioned that she had a store in Nashville, correct? Yes. Um, I guess it was. Um, I guess. Cool. Yeah, this coming fall, I guess it will have been open two years. She um, she started a clothing line um, uh, named after her grandmother. It's called Draper James, and uh, I've been um, fortunate to have gotten introduced to her. Um, when she was opening the store, so uh, it started with uh, just you know her being in Nashville promoting the store, and uh, you know to now I've been fortunate to have been I've been on the last uh, a few uh, photo shoots for the store, uh, which usually um, includes you know Reese and you know multiple models uh, wearing the clothes and doing all the um, all the you know the pictures for social media and for the uh, website, you know, it's a, apparently to do a right. pretty, uh, big business online. So, uh, so that's been a pretty um, steady um, gig lately, which, and Reese is amazing. And she's kind of like me always 
very entrepreneurial thinking outside of just one thing, you know. So that's um, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question with that too, John. Um, Uh You know, with uh, do you think that with Reese and her career, um, Mm -hmm. everything that kind of has aligned for her, would you say that it comes from her background with um, some of the acting as in some of the movies like with Sweet Home Alabama kind of has that southern touch and she's in Tennessee area got that that demographic area would you say that would be also going to the success or would it be you know just because of her as well um i i think i've met her um her mom and her brother and um been around some of her family i think i think it's uh she comes from a very southern um you know, mentality of, you know, working hard, putting, you know, the best version of you out there. Um, right. Right. And, um, Absolutely. you know, trying to, um, you know, just be, you know, be the best that you can be and be kind to people along the way. And, right. um, you know, just working hard, you know, like it's, it's hard work, you know, the, uh, yeah, the uh, entertainment business is not an easy thing. So, absolutely, a lot of hours. Absolutely. You know, when, when we, you know, not just her, but when we do these photo shoots and stuff, you know, we're getting up at four in the morning. Um, you know, the crew, you know, oh. hair and makeup will get started super early. You know, with the artist or the, uh, you know, the model, whatever um, you're working with. But you know, the rest of the crew, they, you know, they get a couple more hours to, uh, to. Um, you know, to get their, you know, get their day started. So uh, we're always the um, first ones on the job, and, and usually they're, you know, the last ones to get done. So, um, but absolutely, I, I love what I do. So I wouldn't. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. Simply not. Well, you're very talented. You're very talented, and I know that uh, well, you know. Speaking from what I see on your social network and everything that you have, uh, there's a lot of great work that you do and a lot of people are very happy they always seem happy in the sh- in the photo shoots that they do and I think it's also because they feel confident and beautiful uh, when you know when they're done getting yeah, out of your course. chair but um, I want to ask you uh, two more questions here uh, first what is the best location that you've ever worked at working in the hair industry hmm. location as in for like a photo shoot or just like a, even a job or I'll tell uh, you what comes to mind. Uh, yeah, so um, so I took a little uh, hiatus from Nashville um, in the 2000s and worked in uh, worked in LA under a um, uh, French uh, stylist owned a salon out there called Privé, um, and uh, it was I just loved it. I loved the uh, experience um, the on the west coast you know people is just a, something i hadn't experienced um every, you know just the diversity um creatively people were more you know expressed themselves and just everybody there was lots of different styles um the salon right. in particular i worked i worked at you know we all we all did something uniquely different and our clients were all uniquely different and uh it was it was it was fun just to I remember cutting hair, you know, and with my clients and then 
you know, on one side of me, there might be Mrs. Brady from the Brady Bunch getting her hair cut, and then, you know, on the other side, you know, and then it could be, like, Anna Nicole Smith, and, you know, she may have, like, a, a guy in drag doing her hair, you know, in the salon, and this was back 10 years ago. I mean, it, it was, it, that's right. how diverse it was, you know what I mean? Like, we literally, yeah. before um, wow. any of the stuff was, yeah, no, you know, news. It was just that was everyday life. It wasn't it, nobody batted an eyebrow, and people actually enjoyed the the entertainment <laughs> part of it. You know, absolutely. So, um, yeah. Well, I know that Chris would be very happy too if uh, you got a phone call from RuPaul one day asking you to come on the set. <laughs> I was <laughs> to RuPaul too. Yeah, yeah, to like, be able to do the hair. Yeah, you know, Chris would uh, drop everything. He'd probably run out of the door on a closing just to be able to get to that. <laughs> um, and also, uh, we have uh, one last question for you, and then uh, I'll let you do your plug in because I know you have some plans tonight. Um, your your favorite moment of doing hair? Anybody, um, at any time? It could be from your grandmother to today. Hmm. Goodness, uh, I'm gonna feel like I'm answering like I'm in a beauty pageant. They're all great. <laughs> <laughs> world, every world every world moment world. is um, every <laughs> moment is amazing. A virtual pageant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, there's so many. Um, um, Try to keep it short, but you know, I mean, I, I guess what uh, what's been pretty neat is there are artists. You know, being in Nashville, you know, a lot of these uh, musicians, Lena legends, have been around since I'm, I was right. a child. So uh, there's been a, a couple times where I've actually gotten to do hair for someone that I've literally remember being in a concert arena, you know, as a child, even on like you know with my parents. And I and I have memories of that, and then and then to have them in your chair, right. you know, thirty years later, and I don't. It makes you feel like you've you kind of did it. You know what I mean? And um, and for me, it's not always like the latest, you know, most popular person right now, but it's it's those those um, artists that I feel like it, you know, just kind of come full circle, and it, it's part of history, I guess, for me. Um, yeah. So. That's that's pretty awesome. But I'm pretty old. That's I'm pretty, pretty old awesome. school, so kind of kind of feel like the Drake song. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe well, uh, <laughs> look that up. <laughs> well, probably not uh, on country. Uh, probably, not, it's probably not on the country radio AM radio here that I listen to. Oh God, yeah. WSM. That probably would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this too, um, and it just came to my mind. Uh, if you could, and I, I'm putting you on the spot here, but if you could go ahead yeah. and uh, mention you were in a magazine recently. I remember when we came out to visit oh, Nashville. Cool. Uh, you were named one of the top stylists, I believe, weren't you? Oh uh, yeah, that was maybe about a year ago. Um, yeah, that was nice. pretty neat. Um, yeah, so um, that, that's that's always great. Um, you know, I'm just. I'm at the. I just love what I do, and That's I have great. as much fun doing. Doing, you know, if you were, you know, bring your grandma or your, you know, it's just it's the it's the people and the experiences that make it great. So, um, 
I'm very well, fortunate. We, we definitely, we definitely are very proud of you, Lauren and I, and uh, we love you and Chris a lot, and we plan on seeing well, y'all hopefully you all hopefully soon, and, and getting and getting with you again, and uh, seeing all those beautiful yeah. animals in that beautiful home of yours up there in uh, the <laughs> mountains of Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, that's good. And uh, if you could, John, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you on social media, so that way they can see, like, okay. and follow to be able to see these awesome pictures well, of you working you. and doing what you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, it's John Grimes hair and it's the same on uh Facebook. I have a John Grimes hair page on there as well, but um, I, I put more on the Instagram. So if you, you know, want to keep up with what I'm doing or what things I think are cool looking, you know, check that out. And um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, Thanks uh, for having me. You I really appreciate it. Yeah. I do. What's your Again, website? John Grimes, we'll, we'll JohnGrimesHair.com. Keep it all, all right, the same. JohnGrimesHair.com. JohnGrimesHair, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we we enjoyed having you on the show, and we appreciate you coming on. I know you got plans and everything, so we thank you for taking time out of your night and your evening. Say hello to all the family, and uh, we love you very much. All right. Love you guys. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Okay. Talk to you later. Good night. Bye-bye. You too. That was John Grimes coming live on to the JK podcast here with Jesse, Kyle, and Ryan. And uh, we're going to be linking his website, johngrimeshair.com, on Facebook here on our page in just a minute. That way you can actually see his site and be able to find his Facebook and his Instagram slash IG where you can see all the greatest works and achievements, as you can see. Excuse me. So, okay, Ryan, sorry. To, <laughs> yes, I, know it's, I know it's been a minute, uh, but uh, let's go ahead and uh, dive to the topic here. Uh, before we hit Westworld and take a lot of time, uh, were you able to see the newest uh, Game of Thrones post with their banner uh, for Season 7 with the dragon? No, I have not. Um, when I know I'm going to watch something, I typically go on Media Blackout on it, so I have not um, seen it, but I've heard that it's just epic. Um, it is. So. It is very epic. Um, I'll tell you what it is, and then I'm going to see, just based off of me describing it to you, if you can tell me what you think it means. Okay. It is the Night King on the back of a white and blue dragon on top of the Great Wall that we know that the Knightsmen or Knight Brothers Ooh. of the Night's Watch guard. So, me describing that to you, what? How do you feel first off, and what do you think it means? Well, like we were talking about on the last episode, um, that's the real story. I mean, Game of Thrones, named after the political drama that it is, the Game of Thrones. The, the actual title of the series, A Song of Fire and Ice, boils down to the story of the wall and the dragons. That's what the story is all about. The rest of it is just fluff to fill in time. As interesting and as great as it is, that's the main story. Um, I think that is one of the dead dragons of, uh, you know, I think it was Aegon the Conqueror or, you know, whoever, you know, you know, built the wall, right? you know, or during the first men times. That was the first men that built the wall, and then Aegon the Conqueror came in afterwards. But I think that's one of the dead dragons. I, I think that uh, 
just from here, you know, what you describe um, and seeing what they've done with uh, with what the walkers reuse. Because, I mean, that's what they do is they reuse. They use men. They use horses. You know, they, they use dead things and repurpose it. So what better to combat a dragon than a dead dragon? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you want to see that picture, it's actually on our Facebook page. You can look it up under our photos or our most recent posts. And the banner has the dragon shooting out a blue fireball from his mouth with the Night King on his back. And it says, Game of Thrones, Season 7, The End Begins. So, yep. As you say, this is the last season. So, It is the last season. I know that yeah. uh, I'm excited for it. I know Kyle is I'm getting very, excited. He's, getting, he's trying to catch very. up as quick as possible, <laughs> um, boiling into it. Ryan, awesome as always, man. I love that you are so passionate about Game of Thrones just as much as I am. And... Uh, you know, I'm actually personally rooting for Jon Snow and for Daenerys uh, Targaryen uh, to yeah. be able to get together, you know, and uh, be able to maybe either duke it out or fight together to wipe out and put the all justice, of the gamers. Put the justice down. Yeah, put the justice down. Yep. Well, uh, the real threat's the White Walkers, no matter what else is going on politically, you know. Hey, so Absolutely. I, absolutely. I think it's a little obvious, though, and George R. R. Martin is nothing if not complicated. He doesn't like to throw the obvious at you, so right. I don't know. I'm excited to see it, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't see them standing side by side and fighting without there being something drastic, like maybe, maybe something like the wall coming down, or you know, right. a right. breach in the wall. Because you know, there's that horn that's somewhere that uh, Mance found yeah, uh, before the attack yeah, on the wall. I've been watching some of that. that some you know, we don't know where that, um, that horn is, so. Yeah, absolutely. I think that this is something that, uh, you know, I think a lot of Game of Thrones, uh, you know, followers and uh, fans are going to be so excited about. It's the fact that Game of Thrones is coming to an end, yes but it's going to have probably the most epic season of Game of Thrones history wow. and getting its fans ready for the end. So This is, this is like the Super Bowl. Yeah, Super for Bowl. Us. For all us geeks and nerds, it's a Super Bowl. What do you think, Ryan? I agree 100%. I think that the you know, between the movies that are coming out this year and the shows that are that are coming out, I think this is going to be a big year and I think HBO is um they're you know they're masters at advertising they know how to do it yeah you know what I mean and yeah I uh, I agree this is going to be just just an epic 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 year um and I'm super excited about it yeah Ryan I, I had a question too uh, you know with all the movies and things that you mentioned you know it is going to be an awesome year we, we got a lot of stuff coming out and uh, I think it's going to be a great year as well um what's some movies out there that you're kind of hyped up you know, that maybe are just around the corner or, you know, games, you know, that we haven't really kind of mentioned yet. What, what's on your, what's on your menu? What's Ron's menu right now? I guess you could say. <laughs> that might be a little too personal. Well, 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 <laughs> no, come on, man. You know me, there's nothing too personal to talk about. I mean, come on to some of the conversations we had at the uh, GameStop or probably, uh, that, that's true. You know, NC-17 rated. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's true. I have pictures and uh, there was that one time at Bay Oh, <laughs> you know, you told me there was no camera or no film in that camera, Jesse. I mean, come on, man. Well, That's hey, not cool. Hey, look, you know me. You know me. There's two things about me that people, um, you know, that people uh, have come to figure out. And they, I still get them to do it. It's great. 
I'm an instigator to getting people to do things uh, for my <laughs> self-enjoyment primarily. And um, but you're a lawyer. People, you get left. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I was so great at sales. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, if people don't believe me, who do you think talked Janet into going out there with one flare? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but going into a little bit of a great topic that we actually spoke a little bit about to um, before the show, Ryan and I was actually having a great conversation, uh, Kyle. Yeah. And it was the differences between HBO now and, say, 10, 15 years ago. So, Ooh. for example, True Detectives, Sopranos versus Game of Thrones and Westworld. Uh, first, I'll get uh, Kyle's take, and then, Ryan, I want you to, to pop in and uh, give your opinion of it as well. I know you've been thinking sure. about this long and, long and hard. <laughs> Giggity. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Kyle, what do you, what's your take? If you're in if you're in a classic WWE showdown Ooh. and you have Game of Thrones and Westworld in the red corner, okay, and then on the other corner, in the blue corner, you have uh, you know, Sopranos and True Detectives, who's coming out on top? Ooh, that's I mean, you talking about them actually battling or like this the show together? The quality just take the, the quality. quality. The story, okay. the characters, all of that put in together. Who's going to win that bout? Hmm. That's a that's a that's a difficult bout there because you got your pros and cons with everything. With uh, Westworld, you kind of do have uh, you know that gangster like uh, bad guy versus good guy, but it, you got that feel of cowboy giddy up yappy akaye kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, from like Die Hard kind of thing. Um, and you have that sci-fi feel on it. But then you got that Breaking Bad, raw kind of feel with Sopranos and, you know, Two Detectives. It was just so rough around the edges uh, and so raw. But then you got that raw piece that's also in Westworld. And you got a lot of sci-fi fans out there that can kind of feel with Westworld, like myself. And, I mean, I love Sopranos, but I think Westworld's got it tipped that way. Okay. All right? But then... Going into that fantasy of Game of Thrones, I think it would swallow it up with the dragon. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. So I see uh, Kyle is a great, great um, conversator. But yeah, what's what's your answer? I know you're I know you're dipping at it, but you do that. You've been doing this a lot lately. Yeah. All right. So okay. Yeah. On top, which which one? I'm I'm gonna say Westworld and Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> I, know, I know it's crazy. Absolutely. Well, all right, Ryan, it's your turn. Westworld and Game of Thrones in the corner, ready to go. The bell's about to go, and you've got Sopranos and True Detectives. Who's on top and why? Well, let me let me first off by explaining. So Game of Thrones and Westworld, I think, would take it, personally. I think the writing's better. Um, then right. Now, this is not to say anything against these previous shows, but I think the writing's better. Um, I think also that these shows have learned from what Sopranos and True Detective and other shows have done in the past. So, you know, just right. from an objective perspective, they, you know, they, they take what they have learned from these epic shows like The Sopranos, and they're applying it to their new, you know, their new 
way in, and then their new recipe, so to speak. So I think, hands down, Game of Thrones and Westworld are the better series. And I think that, uh, I think, I mean, just look at the numbers. I mean, as big as Sopranos was, yeah. and as big as True Detectives is, what are people talking about? In, in, and what are people more passionate about? Not necessarily what are they talking about. What are people more passionate about? I mean, right. hey, how I, many people I do you see out there? Yeah, I was I'm sorry, say, I mean, you know, what I've seen a lot of, too, to kind of go with you on that, especially with Game of Thrones, is it brings in so many different kinds of people together. I've seen so many different races. I've seen so many people that usually, you know, watch Murder, She Wrote, uh, people that are older are talking to the younger crowd and saying, oh, I can't wait to see what this happens. I can't wait to see, you know, what Jon Snow's going to do, what the White Walker's going to do. And you hear all the things getting, you know, thrown around and all this wordage. And it, I've, I've even seen it, you know, in my walk of life, you know, seeing somebody go, you know, hey, um, you know, the White Walker is talking with one of their buddies, and then someone's like, what's that? That sounds kind of cool. And they've never even seen Game of Thrones, and all of a sudden they get, they're getting caught up. So it's, it's getting to, like, this huge Super Bowl feel. That's why I was saying that earlier. So what's your take on that? No, 100%. No, I agree with you yeah. wholeheartedly. Um, I really do. I mean, it's, it more. is – and see the Sorry, I can resist. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. You one upper. You. That's not what you're like anymore, Jesse. Had to throw some SNL in there. Yeah. (laughs) What did we just talk about, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> was it your mother for four hundred dollars, Alex? <laughs> Alex, your mother's a whore. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's the okay, sound you know, your mother made last night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so oh, rolling, good old Will rolling into uh, oh yeah, Will Ferrell man. Um, okay, so rolling into some more HBO content here. Uh, we know we we I guess you know the whole deal with Westworld Game of Thrones versus True Detectives and Game of Thrones, those were the, and if you like another show, people, that's fine. I understand. But these are the top rated shows of their time on the same timeline. Um, You know, if you have an opinion, you want to share it, you want to give some more content. Call us in. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Call us in. Yeah. Call us in. Give us your opinion. Uh, Guest number is 1-646-787-8491-1646. 787-8491. Call in. Tell us if we're right. Tell us if you're wrong. Give us your opinion. After but it's all. in our place if we think it's wrong. That's right. It's in our place. This mm. is our opinion. We're just the average so guy. So forceful, Kyle. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, he goes in raw dog all the time, man. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> I knew I liked so you from the minute we it. got on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so diving into the HBO content. If we compare yesterday's HBO to today's and the quality and the time and effort they put into their TV shows. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Ryan, what is your opinion about HBO now versus back then? Do you think it's a, a change and that they've recognized that there's a, a true way to, to do TV now versus then what it was, you know, back in the day when we actually sat down and watched on a nightly basis? 
I think that they have evolved in a spectacular fashion. I think that they're single-handedly the reason why cable TV is still in existence because the only company that knows how to do it right and keep people involved is HBO. If not, Netflix would rule the world. I mean, say what you want about cable TV, and there's some good shows out there, but Netflix is where people watch shows. You know, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, the streaming services are now the way to go. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think that the, they, they, they do a really good job of it. Yeah, they've had a way to be able to make people pay for TV and continue to pay for TV for so many years. It's amazing. Right. And I think they went in a good direction with, you know, hooking up mm-hmm. with uh, the gaming consoles, going through with HBO Go. That's how I got connected. Because when I was growing up, you know, I had to go see Sopranos over at my, my friend's house. You know, it was like it was an exclusive thing you had to have, you know, a subscription to. And a lot of people that I was around, even growing up, there was a lot of people, like five or six people would go over to their, you know, one person's house that was a little bit better off than everybody to watch HBO shows. So you even see Sopranos. That's how I got to see Sopranos. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's, it's uh, like Jesse and you were saying, and I think you guys would agree with this, if now they had the same tools, the technology uh, that they had with Soprano, well, that we have now, and could bring that back, I think it would, you know, pull everything together a lot better. But they would have more views. But also, in the fairness, the HBO Go, Go has revolutionized everything because now everything is so prepaid and on the go. It's like, let me pay for what I want to watch. Let me customize it. You even see it with, you know, PlayStation View. You can pick the channels you want. You can do that through satellite now. But it's a prepaid mm-hmm. service, even now phones. Mine's a prepaid phone now. Uh, you know, I get to choose what I want. So, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Well, I'd, I'd agree 100%. I mean, and that's honestly the way the, – the only reason that they're surviving is because they're doing – you know, they're they're evolving you know, and right. you can't you can't survive in today's world without evolving with the technology. And uh, I think that that's you see HBO they're, they're so smart about it too. It's like crack at it. You know, they right. give you enough yeah. to get you hooked, and then they start charging you for the good stuff. You know, and I mean we're all guilty of it because we're all watching these shows. You know, so I mean they know exactly what they're doing. I mean, they're 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 brilliant at their marketing and how they get people in. I mean. Look at look at Westworld. Westworld is a perfect example. Game of Thrones is coming to an end. I mean, and then, so they're getting people psyched. They're getting people ready for it. People are ready to go. Like yeah. you guys are saying, it's like Super Bowl of TV. Itself. Right, yeah. but what are they winding up I next? Agree. They've got to have the next big show, and they're already right. getting people sucked into the next big show. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. brilliant. I agree. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it definitely is. HBO has a knack of being able to get you to suckle, you know, and and see that that show that they have, right? And then while you're in that show, line you up for the next big thing when they're ready to sweep yep. it under the rug. And they also kind of slide it in there, you know. They'll, you know, you get ready for, you know, watching an episode of Game of Thrones. You're watching that next Westworld. They're like, oh, by the way, check this out. If you haven't seen this, this is my recommended, and that's what I actually. Cool. You yep. know what's cool about HBO Go? I like how it's lined up and it's very professional. And it's even a little bit, I would say, it's on its own level than Netflix because, you know, when I log into Netflix, you have to search around, all this stuff. 
And you, you still kind of do on HBO Go, but the user interface is so different. And they, they like you said, they draw you into these shows. And it's uh, it's really genius. Definitely. No, I'm 100% agreeing. I mean, 101%. There. I got it to you before, you jackass. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, I mean, we talk about HBO, and we see how great they are. And, you know, so we actually just got a a comment from a a listener here, and they're saying that, by the way, Westworld is – and Timeless are so much better than True Detectives or Sopranos. I feel Sopranos is just a playoff wannabe Godfather, Ooh. which is an epic classic. Also, detective okay. shows are starting to become redundant. Game of Thrones had an original type story, and it's great that they did make a movie uh, from it. A lot of the books that have been almost murdered from their true story didn't. So, uh, thank you so much, listener, for messaging us on Facebook. That right there, and you're right. I mean, to a yeah. sense, you're right. The detective shows are redundant. You, I mean, every single uh, network has at least two. Yeah, has, I think one or CSI, two. CSI, Miami, no. CSI, you know, you know, NCIS, and they're all this drabonic build up, and even right. the episodes almost bleed together. But I will say this. I will say this, and I think Ryan may have a. I, I think he's, he sounds like he has a very strong opinion of ready to. Yeah, explode. I do. I um, do. But I'm. I'm but, you know, I'm, I can wait a second. <laughs> But um, I will say this, uh, True Detective was an epic show, especially coming from the part of um, Woody Harrelson being the creator of it, um, and the showing the uh, the side of Matthew McConaughey that we really didn't get a chance to see, and that was yeah. such an epic yeah. uh, way to say, hey, I'm not just a hot guy with the abs, but I'm also a badass with a mustache um, that can actually find people and do a, a, an awesome show yeah. with a, a, an actor that's not taken serious. And then on Tay, hey, I got to say something right there. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I had to interrupt real quick. Matthew Mahanahay, if you remember, was with Christian Bale in that movie about the dragons. Rain uh, of Fire. Rain of Fire. Yeah. Rain of Fire. Rain yeah. of Fire. Dude, he looked completely different. Like he was in a metal band coming out ready to whip ass. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And then I'll say one more thing. I know Ryan's ready to knock the tee off the, the top here. <laughs> but um, The Sopranos was a great TV show. TV show. Um, you can't really compare it to The Godfather, but I understand. The guy, it, was, yeah. it was trying. HBO was trying to get that show. Kind of that gangster, that, that gangster kind of rough, raw feel. Right, and, and I get that. And yes, The Godfather is hands down way better than Sopranos. Uh, but Sopranos was an epic TV show that, like New cor- Age, that yeah, New Age, that correlated with events and the timelines and history between New Jersey, Chicago, New York, and Boston. Yeah. So I think that they did a great job with that. It may have been slow mm-hmm. for a lot of people, but it was awesome in a sense of being able to, you know, put together such an epic TV show. Um, Ryan, go ahead. I know you've got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> well, I, I, first I want to thank um, the the commentator for commentating because that's how you get a good well, dialogue on. going on. Hold on, Ryan. Hold on, Ryan. Actually, she had one more thing to say, and uh, I'll. I know this will probably light a little bit of fire for you. 
She says, no true detective faith and glory compared to Sherlock with Benedict Cumberpatch. Ooh. And then she said, sorry. And then... <laughs> That's what I got to say to that. I'm sorry. Uh, Sherlock, you know, that that show is fine, but it's nothing compared to True Detective. And I don't get me wrong. I, you guys are talking to the biggest Sherlock Holmes fan out there. I mean, he is one of my fiction heroes because he is pure logic. The stories are incredibly well written. But I'm sorry. That show is nothing compared to um, True Detective. True Detective was a... Uh, just a very beautifully well-written piece of art. And I'm not like, I am not the, the world's biggest fan of shows that have no supernatural element to it. I'm usually, you know, the sci-fi fantasy kind of guy. Um, right. And I would, again, my personal opinion, Game of Thrones and Westworld are much, much better shows. But for the state of television, Sopranos and True Detective put HBO on the map in a way that they were never before. They were dark. They were yeah. gritty. They weren't afraid of showing, yeah. you know, full frontal nudity. And what do you think of when you think HBO now? You think dark, gritty, full frontal nudity. You <laughs> know what I mean? These shows put HBO on the map. Yeah, right. And uh, with Alice, we wouldn't have Game of Thrones. We wouldn't have Westworld. And, uh, yes, Sopranos did steal a lot from The Godfather. They did. But they fleshed it out in Which- a way that a movie could never do. You know, hey, you're here, talking here's about a question three. In the mix. Would you say we'll mix it that up. other networks learned from HBO, like <clears throat> AMC? <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. We would not you have The Walking Dead if it wasn't for yeah, shows yeah. like Sopranos. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know something, too? I, I actually I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that some of the uh, execs that left HBO may have also gone to AMC. I could, see, I could see that. If I'm not mistaken, I think some of them did. And, you know, it's kind of like you see a lot of sports teams. They have a great supportive cast, and the general manager does a great job, and what happens? The supporting cast leaves to get bigger and better jobs and has the same blueprint. So it's the same thing with HBO. It's the same thing with AMC and FX um, going into that aspect as well. Um, well, even look, know, at, as look at Netflix. As, I mean, what are the best shows yeah. on Netflix right now? The dark, gritty, yeah. realistic ones. The Marvel exactly. shows. You know, these are. I mean, so you're. I mean, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, and people have taken the formula and have run with it. And why not? If it works and people love it, why not? Yeah. And then well, I'm going to say of some of the too. best TVs that's going on right now is on Netflix. I mean, so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Speaking of that as well, you know, jump into you know, have you have you checked out Stranger Things? Oh, I love Stranger Things, man. Like top ten shows of all time. That show is just phenomenal. Yeah. It has so many different elements. It has sci fi, it's got retribution, it's got a love story, it's got, you know, uh mutual connections with friends, you've got that. And then you've also got that little sticking it to the man government crap that goes on you know, in the background, while, you know, kind of puppeteering almost the whole town kind of thing. But guess what? They're standing up to him because they're like, we know what's going on here. We're going to have to work yeah, but, work with us. You know what I mean? So it's like whole kind of rage but, against but the are machine they? kind of feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, but are they? Because at the end of the show, the sheriff is working with them. So did the town really win? 
Wow. Touche. That's true. Wow. That's true. That's true. Okay. That's awesome. We're going to have to stop that now. I might have to interject and say just a draw. <laughs> we'll let the scorecards read as the fans and listeners may want to see them. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're talking about HBO guys and gals for those who are popping in live. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I drove the target to Netflix. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's part, we we all are. Hey, it's on the fly, right? So now I guess we can dive into Westworld. We have Bernard. We have Ooh. Anthony Hopkins as Ooh. the main lead. We have Ed Harris in the in the show. Um, what a so cast! Kyle, huh? I mean, can we just take a look at the cast for a second? For a, know, for a yeah, television exactly. show, guys. For a television yeah, show. Talk television about that cast. Absolutely. I mean, you think about Anthony Hopkins, and we think of two words, one syllable. Legend, dairy. Yeah. Definitely. And I know it's more than two words. Well, it's actually just really one word, but it's more yeah. than two syllables. But for the mere fact of over-exaggerating the fact, Anthony Hopkins is a legend in his own right. Yeah, and I'm going to say with that, uh, Meet Joe Black, even though it's a romantic kind of story, this kind of feels like that role, that like kind of power-driven, he was an exec, it was his own company, this is the same kind of feel. I got that kind of feel, but then with a new twist. Did you get that, Ryan? Absolutely, and I'm so glad you brought up Meet Joe Black. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. One a great example of a movie that doesn't need to have action. It's just all acting. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just pure oh, yeah. acting, and that movie is phenomenal. And I'm 100% with you. I totally get that vibe from it. And I think that that's what they're trying to approach with Anthony Hopkins. I think so, too. I think that... Uh... I think that Anthony Hopkins has got such a great and strong presence that it's almost hard to ignore him. Even in the beginning when you think that he's a brittle old man, at the end of yeah. the season in episodes 7, 8, 9, and 10, he becomes such a badass oh, and yeah. controlling the story that you're like, that's a badass motherfucker right there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like he says, he is in control and he can he, – he said like – he knows everything because he built everything. Yes, he does. That's a little bit of a Clarice sound yeah. right there. So, uh, you know, we talk about Westworld. We look at the characters. Bernard is such a, an amazing character. Oh, man, yeah. And throughout the entire season, you think of him as the man that backs Anthony Hopkins' character. And, and you really start to look into it and you say, hey, he's his second right-hand man. He's the man with the plan. He's the tools. He's he's the guy that coordinates. He's going to be the one that takes over after Anthony Hopkins passes. Yeah. But then at the very end, you realize and you see Anthony Hopkins may be old. Oh, yeah. He may seem and act like he's old and he can't do all these things that he used to, but he's also the puppet master in an epic world. Metallica. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in an epic world created by him and his partner that he chose to get rid of because he is consumed in a traditional Anthony Hopkins type character yep. with power and control. An awesome show Westworld is. In its but own just life. so cool with it too. Absolutely. And another fun fact too, um, you know, Ryan, I think uh, that you would appreciate, and, and I don't know if you know this or not, and it may encourage you to actually want to see the, the show. Um, and I've mentioned this to Kyle, um, 
off-air time. Well, I, I am going to watch the show. I don't need any encouragement. It's just a matter of getting to it, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the show itself has little Easter eggs in the show. Oh, I, yeah. I know, Ryan, you appreciate those Easter eggs. Um, and it, it's this. One of the main writers for the show is the same writer for Jurassic Park. And in the show, he talks about – there's a, a couple lines that says, "Oh yeah, um, you know, it, this is just one of a, 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 a series of many parks for adults. One, in fact, has dinosaurs. Yep. And uh, you'll, you'll pick up on that, Ryan, as you watch the series. We're kind of picking this apart a little bit, but we're also trying to keep it kind of – since the show is still kind of new and you haven't seen it, and I'm giving it a retro respect of not you know, giving too much away. But well, I was going to say, you guys don't have to worry about being too spoiler-free for me. I mean, for me at least. So I don't, I don't mind yeah. that kind of thing because by the time I get to it, I'll have read about it, you know, so. Right. Okay, okay. So we can kind of dive in a little bit more. But, yeah, man, I'm telling you, like, you know, and, and Bernard, the, the character Bernard is um, played by, you know, a little, you know, little fact, is um, the actor is, he also plays in, um, um, uh, Mockingjay, uh, that whole series, uh, is trying to hit me right now. Hunger Games. Katniss Everdeen. He is the, uh, the genius, the genius couple that helped them in the, you know, the first series there. Um, so that was, uh, cool to see him pick up, uh, me and, uh, my, my, uh, fiance picked up on that as well. Shelby, we, we were like, oh man, that's cool to see him in there. And it's also, um, my fiance's favorite character and to see him, kind of go from like more of a power role and as a tool to be all of a sudden the puppet yeah. as I can say here Jesse yeah. it's really kind of a turn of events it really and very is. genius because all of a sudden you're like oh shit this is really going on this is really what's happening right now and you don't you know like we talked about a couple of episodes uh, and everyone can pick up on that as well how nowadays most shows just give everything away, like, right at the beginning. And we love how HBO keeps us on the edge of our seat, that suspenseful kind of thing that we haven't seen in a while that AMC was doing and kind of, you know, piggybacking off of HBO. And then all of a sudden, oh, this is all unfolding in a very masterful way of writing. And all the way up to Episode 7 is kind of the bridge into, like, oh, everything is changing. This is really what's going on. Is that Harris? character really a bad guy is he or is what is going on here right right I, well I, I think hbo that's a, great, a great point well and hbo is the master of knowing how to plan out and play out a series they realize that this isn't just one season you know they've got to put this out for multiple seasons i guarantee you that there will be breadcrumbs that they've dropped for us that we won't realize we're breadcrumbs until season four or five or six yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, what, 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 that's, yeah, I think you're right. Breadcrumbs is the right term for that because yeah, they're definitely going to be pushing for something uh, huge to happen. But uh, moving on to our next uh, topic, because, I mean, we could talk about this all night. Um, we have our. All night podcast. long. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the on the fly segment. Um, and as courtesy, uh, you know, Ryan, I think we should let you start it off for coming on the show. So, uh, yeah, any question for myself or for uh, Kyle here, 
go ahead and uh, fire away when ready. Or All right, I came up with three the, good ones. You, or is it say, you may fire when ready. You may fire when ready, sir. Okay. So, keeping in theme with our HBO, I'm going to start off with this one. If you could bring back any one character who has died, not, not died and come back, but died, and uh, put them in another house, this is Game of Thrones, by the way, but not their original house, another house for them to ally with, what Ooh. character and what house? Ooh. Okay. Uh, I... I'll let Kyle get this because he has this look on his face like uh, he's he's ready to explode. So go ahead. I'm uh, I'm going to probably say, because um, I'm still trying to keep up with, you know, get into the episodes. I'm on episode four in the first season. Uh, so it's not too much has happened. But I know in the future that, um, you know, what's his name, the king, um, that's that's coming uh, against the Starks and the and the King. They're planning for the new uh, the new King to rise, and you know they use the uh, the uh, princess to become his bride. Oh, okay. And she's just getting into that role, Joffrey. Joffrey, yes. I would like to see Joffrey Ugh. kind of come back and see how badass and see how he battles with everyone. Okay, I'm taking the mic away. <laughs> yeah, please, Jesse, take the mic away. That was the finest, greatest point of that show. Um, the minute when Joffrey dies, it was so good. It was so sweet. Okay, so here's mine, okay? We had one that kid. extreme. Yeah, we're, yeah I, dude, I was so, when he choked, I was like, can it last about 30 seconds more just for satisfaction, please? Um, no, like okay, five so. days. Let him choke and die for like five days. That kid deserved it. Kind of okay. like a Dragon Ball Z choke there. So one listener actually said the Mad King coming back married to Sansa and being on the wall. So that's that's a pretty uh, pretty oh. good. Oh, uh, that's a I like good that. One. I like that. Like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's what I have. You ready? Sean Bean comes or yeah, he comes back. Oh yeah. As Ned Stark. Introduced back to the Starks by Benjamin Stark in the Ironwood Forest, but he comes back as a Catelyn Stark. So he's still part of the Stark family, but he's the head of the house of Catelyn Stark. So he's still a warden of the North. That is nice. I forget that he dies. Yeah. I'm really trying to keep up with all this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, so many people die. I mean, who can blame you? (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so I have one ready. And uh, I'll go ahead and fire away at – I'll fire it at Kyle. Fire away. Yeah, that's it. Okay, Kyle, you ready? Yeah. Okay. So if you were able to bring back a TV show with – let me see here. If you were able to go back in time, and it could be any timeline, it could be from the 60s, 70s, 80s to now, whatever, and you were able to steal a concept of a show, the script, the season, I mean everything, and bring it to today's timeline to be mm-hmm. able to broadcast and have it as your own, and you would get the success for it. Remember, it's TV, not movie. Right. What would it be? I've already I've already got one because I was already I love this show to death the, okay. the the concept 
there's even things I would do different in it. But you remember this, Ryan, as well. See if you guys know this. It was on CBS series Tour of Duty about Vietnam, and it really showed both sides and what happened. I like the brotherhood they have in it. It's almost like a brothers in arms feel. Um, it, it's very good. It, it shows the controversy, the conflict, what happened. It's, it's gruesome even for TV at the time. It came out in the early 90s. Wow. And I, I love the series. The opener, you know, look it up if you haven't seen it, uh, even our viewers out there. It's got the Rolling Stones painted black opener. It's just that duka, 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 duka. You know, it comes in. It shows the helicopters coming over. So I would definitely take that and put a new age twist on it. Very cool, very cool. I like it. Uh, that's something I definitely did not expect. I totally forgot about. Um, Ryan, fire away. Well, I I think that I would uh, – now, Jesse, you know this about me, but I am about the least politically correct person in the world. I can't stand PC. Um, so I would bring back um, All in the Family, and I would yeah. give it a modern oh, twist. Yeah, that's great. Yes. Awesome. That, is, that is great. I mean, that show is okay. something that our, our world and our country really desperately need. It, yeah, it's okay. just so – Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and just to pop in real quick, and then actually I'll let uh, Ryan ask another one because I think he had some really good ones. Um and after this, we'll close off our message board with some of the people that we have chiming in. Uh, one listener said Dallas. Another one said Who Shot Junior as theirs. Well, those are both um, good shows. Okay. Like, very good shows. And actually, they did they, or match another one, another suggestion. Um, and we're closing the message board out there. Great interaction. Thank you, guys. Yeah, but, thank you, guys. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. I think, uh, I think they did bring Dallas. Back at one point, but you know that's a that's a different story. It wasn't a it was a sequel, not a remake, which was thank God not a remake. But Kyle or not Kyle, uh, go ahead, Ryan, with your next question. Well, as you say, has Kyle got one in yet? I don't want to stamp on his oh, feet. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that. I'm sorry, Kyle. You have one that you want to shoot on the yeah. fly? Yeah, I've got something here. Uh, getting a little geeky on the comic book field. Um, if you could bring uh, your twist. On your favorite, you know, comic book series or um, or lead character, um, any timeline, any any decade, you know, it doesn't matter in that in that field. Uh, who and why, and what series would you bring to the table and get full credit for? It could be anything. Jesse, you want me to go first? Yeah, take it away. Okay. I, and you know this about me, Jesse, I am a huge Superman nut. Love Superman. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he likes um, Superman's nuts. <laughs> well, hey, Superman being what he is, I'll, I'll the nuts and everything, I'll take it all. <laughs> he's a traitor, take him away. <laughs> Indeed. But I think, I think, and I'm a big fan of the Man of Steel series. I mean, I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for that. You guys can all email me, fine, whatever. But I like the darker <laughs> tone that the Man of Steel series is bringing. And I yeah. think that with the right writing and the right twist, I think a great Superman story is out there. I just think it's a hard character to write for because how do you write for someone who has no invulnerabilities? You know, I mean, so yeah, I think true. that with the right writing and the right, the right perspective – 
there's a really great Superman to be Superman story to be told. And I just don't think that anyone's tackled it the right way yet. I'll take it. I'll take it now. Ready? So I'm ready. Superman Let's do no, it. Superman has no invulnerabilities. I'll have to say one word. Injustice. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I again. No. See, I don't like you. All right. I don't like you because <laughs> Superman is my hero. All right. Superman is not a bad guy. Yes, but the only. Uh, I believe character and comic book for a superhero to have in vulnerability would be the man who has the file of Superman. Right. And we all know who that is. Yeah, let's face it. In a real fight, Batman would get his ass whipped. I'm so tired of this, this conversation. There's no challenge. There's no challenge. Well, I've, got a, I've got a question for you. What do you think about, okay, being a, a Superman fan, um, and we all know why. I mean, he's just he's awesome anyway. Um, he definitely super, does good in tights. Yeah. <laughs> what about the Supergirl series? What, what's your take on that? Because I have uh, I've got a couple of issues. And number one, I started following on Supergirl a little bit. I've, I've kind of gone on the girl side a little bit lately with uh, the Underdog series and stuff like that. With uh, I'm a big Spider Gwen fan, of course. I'm a big huge Spider Man fan. Um, but but what do you think about that whole series and the take they've gone? I think it's an interesting take. I'm kind of glad they didn't go Superman because, again, it's hard to tell a good story there. Um, right. You know, Superman exemplifies a lot of the good in humanity, and, I mean, he's he's a hard character to write for. So I think yeah. Supergirl was a good approach. Um, I don't think they've nailed it just yet, but I think the CW is getting there. Um, I think the yeah. show's got a future. I think it's got potential. Um I think it's again. I think it's getting there. I don't know that it's nailed it quite yet, but I think it's right. finding it its like roots. Like, I really. I think it's like a small. Was it small? Was it what it was called back in the day? Smallville. Smallville. Yeah. Like Smallville, which was a great flipping show. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. I agree. And uh, I think, I think too, you look at uh, a lot of different um, aspects for CW, and I think they have a younger core. Yeah, now, and they're they're trying to well, and they're a family network audience. too, you know. Yeah, right. yeah, they I are. agree. They are, yeah. and and you know what? I think that it's like the minor leagues for CBS, and their their heavy shows that comes on, you know, like Survivor, and yeah, you know that sort of stuff. They have the big the big shows on CBS, mm-hmm. uh, NCIS, and all that, you know, and and then uh, you know, CW has Vampire Diaries, and you know, a whole bunch of teeny bopper type shows or you know some geeky shows on there that are not as dark have you seen the vampire diaries the chicks on those shows are hot yeah well actually it's funny i was actually on the set and was on one of the episodes but just what happened that's crazy uh, yeah oh well you know it was actually a lot of fun but um they cut my scene it was really sad it was it was the part where it was in the first season where stefan's um uh best friend the girl was actually Staked by his brother, um, oh. and it was supposed to be a day scene originally, but they ended up changing it to a night scene, and I was an extra on the set at nice. that time. But they, that was a while back. But in the closing minutes of our show here, um, as we're coming up on the end of the podcast, I want to take an opportunity to update our listeners uh, where they can find us 
Um, they can find us on blogtalkradio.com backslash jkpodcast, at jkpodcast101 on Facebook and on Twitter. That's Twitter yep. handle. Um, you can also find us on iTunes, on JK Podcasts, in the search bar. Find us. It's got the awesome style from Shelby and from Kyle yeah. delivered with the microphone and the buttons in the past with our lettering on there. And uh, I also want to take this opportunity to thank Brian for an amazing guest host. We would love to have you back on again. Thank you so much, Ryan, for joining us yeah, on our show. Yeah, thanks being on, man. Anytime, guys. It was a blast. Um, Kyle, I think you and I would be like best friends if we lived closer together. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the more and more you talk, man, the more and more I'm like, man, that guy is awesome and just perfect, and he's just got so many great opinions. But anybody who loves uh, Meet Joe Black is a friend of mine, so... Um, yeah, well, but no, anytime, guys, I am always willing to, to geek it up and talk some, some pop culture stuff, and it's always fun. Anytime. Absolutely. Well, guys, gals, this has been awesome. We appreciate the support. Keep on finding us. Download, download us. Subscribe. Listen live. And thank you, Ryan, for joining us yet again as we sign off here. And uh, we'll go ahead and close it out, shop. And uh, this is Jesse. And this is Kyle. And what are we always, Kyle? And O'Brien. Just kidding. Always on the fly and just kidding, guys. We're going to close out the show to our new intro brought to you by yeah. Cathedral Ring by Matt Bankston. Thank you so much, my man. It's called Avalanche.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.